Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Boy, it's July 18th, and this is a special episode of the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of the FantasyFootballAuction.com, the internet's only source for all fantasy football auctions. Today we have a special episode for you. This is a premium content podcast. Slim breaks down the NFC East today in this premium podcast. How do you become a premium podcast listener? You got to be a member of the website, head on over to thefantasyfootballauction.com, click on the members area, and find out more. Now let's kick back and listen to Slim break down the NFC East. Welcome to the NFC East Division Breakdown. First, I'd like to thank you for purchasing the draft kit and supporting the work we put into auction drafting at thefantasyfootballauction.com. I'm Slim. You can find me on Twitter at SlimForMVP, and I'll be going through each team in the division, looking at players that could be values, breakouts, or busts. These breakdowns will give you a brief overview of players to potentially target or avoid until we get into more detailed position-by-position analysis later on in the summer, where we'll take a close look at mock draft data, tiering, and average auction values. Hopefully you find these helpful in giving you some ideas of players you may want to look at further in your pre-draft process. Uh, With all that being said... Uh, let's just jump right in and start with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I guess it's one of the biggest things to note with Dallas is the the change in offensive coordinator. Uh, they have Kellen Moore coming in now. Um, it sounds like they're going to focus more on different types of motions, uh, more exotic formations than they ran in the past. Um, some people are talking about if that's going to lead to more play volume um, or a quicker quicker pace of play which could lead to more volume um, no one seems to know for sure how that's going to play out um, but that's something to keep in mind too if, if we start seeing that they try and play more up-tempo pace I think that's going to be good for a lot of these pieces in this offense um, I think the, the we'll start with the stud is obviously Zeke Elliott um, now about a week ago, I would have had him as the RB2 in fantasy. Uh, I've dropped him now to RB4, mainly based on these reports of potential holdouts and things. Um, I'm not sold that he's necessarily going to hold out. We'll have to monitor this over the next little while uh, to see if there's he actually seems serious about this. Uh, if he plays 16 games, I expect him to just be an absolute beast. Uh, he averaged 23 point, sorry, 25.3 fantasy points per game once Amari Cooper was there. Uh, and without Cooper, he averaged 18.6. So you can see that adding this, um, true number one receiver, what it actually did for him, um, in terms of fantasy points. Uh, you know, there's other questions with some of these top running backs. Gurley's injured. Uh, Saquon Barkley's team might not be very good. Uh, so, you know, Melvin Gordon's out now, or potentially out. I think so. I thought I think as long as he plays, he's he's pretty safe player that, to start your draft with, and I think he's a 
pretty much a lock to finish as a top five fantasy RB or higher. So there's not a lot of risk there with taking him. Um, I think one of the values actually on this team is Dak Prescott. Uh, the biggest thing is he's just perpetually undervalued uh, in terms of in, in a lot of fantasy circles. Uh, if you go to fantasy pros, he's the QB 15. But if you look at 2016, he finishes the QB six, 2017, he was the QB nine and in 2018, he was the QB 10. So he's always outproduced that his current, uh, current value right now. Um, for whatever reason, he's always undervalued in drafts. It seems like, so, you know, with Amari Cooper there with, um, with Ezekiel Elliott, uh, that he should have a pretty strong fantasy season again this year. Um, one of the busts I have is a guy like Randall Cobb. Um, you know, obviously he's not probably going to be super high priced in your drafts, but I just think there's a lot of players there to fight for this kind of secondary receiver. I mean, Zeke last year had 77 receptions himself. I'd expect much of the same of that again. Um, Michael Gallup's there, Alan Hearns, Tavon Austin. They've talked about getting him used more with the, this new offensive coordinator because they never could figure out how to use him last season. It seemed like, um, I don't know if, you know, he's going to actually ever get more than Michael Gallup or maybe even Alan Hearns. I think he's going to be kind of used as a platoon role with all those guys. So I just, I think he's just a player you want to avoid. Um, unless he's going very, very, very late in some type of deeper drafts. But uh, um, even a guy like Michael Gallup, I don't know. I just, there's potential for some breakout maybe just because of his age and him growing uh, in, in his role in the NFL. But I just think there's too many other secondary pieces and it's just going to be a lot of Amari Cooper uh, and actually a lot of Zeke catching passes and then just a bunch of like you know, Witten and, and some of these other guys just kind of sprinkled around in there. Uh, we'll switch teams and go to the New York Giants. Uh, we'll talk with, I guess, start with their stud. It's it's Saquon Barkley. I mean, even if the team is going to be as bad as a lot of people think it's going to be with uh, as poor a quarterback play as we think they're going to have, um, he is going to be used a lot in the offense. He, they're probably going to use him a lot in the passing game. One, The one thing I worry about is he, the 2019 version of what David Johnson was last year. We know he's a very talented player, but if teams are constantly scheming to stop him, uh, it's just going to be tough sledding for him all season. Um, and he's going to have to really work, I think, to get uh, everything, all the points that he scores. Um, so, I mean, he's going to be a higher value in PPR leagues for sure. Um than half PPR standard leagues. Uh, so I think that's, you know, he's a player you want to target there because he's going to catch a lot of passes. It seems like at his current value right now as being, you know, right now, right up there as one of the top priced running backs, you may want to pivot to maybe a safer option like a Christian McCaffrey or maybe even a Zeke Elliott uh, if you're not too scared off by this holdout talk. Um, and if you want to even try and save a, quite a bit more money and go into a player like Alvin Kamara, or David Johnson isn't maybe a terrible idea either. But I still think he's going to be, you know, a fairly safe 
mid to very high RB1. Um, I just want to pump the brakes at everybody that's getting too excited thinking he is going to be the RB1 this year. I, th- I think that there's maybe uh, some room for him to not live up to that expectation. So you might want to be careful paying or buying him as the, the most highest highest priced uh, fantasy asset in drafts this year. I think one value is going to be Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, he was the tight end, currently the tight end six on fantasy pros, uh, which, you know, doesn't necessarily scream value. Um, and last year he went for about uh, somewhere around $12 as an AV with just a, you know, start one tight end, uh, $200 budget. Um, but, there's no Odell, obviously, so there's going to be quite a bit of targets that have to be soaked up by other people. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to step up and do that. He might end up being their most talented receiver and the, mo- the receiver most capable of, of garnering some mismatches. Um, so I think he definitely has the potential to, uh, um, you know, step up into that role. Uh, a player that I have as a bust is Sterling Shepard. Um, this kind of seems maybe counterproductive to or counterintuitive to what I just said about Ingram with all the targets that are available. Uh, I just don't know if defenses, you know, focus on him as, as a, a focal point or as the number one receiver, what that's going to actually do for him. Um, really all they have though is Shepard, Ingram and, and Golden Tate coming in. So somebody's probably going to have to catch some passes this year. Uh, I just don't know if he's maybe going to live up to uh, the price that you might have to pay to get him in drafts. I think there could be uh, some players in that same area that have higher ceilings than him. So, you know, he's a guy that I, if he's going to go around $10, um, I might try and look at uh, maybe some more explosive players in that same price range. Uh, Maybe somebody like Will Fuller, for example, um, so someone to be a little bit cautious with, depending on the price you can acquire them for, uh, jump into the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, I don't really see any true stud there. I guess Zach Ertz is, would be the best thing, um, uh, for that, but I have him as a bust this year. I, I think there's going to be regression from what he did last year. Uh, he had 116 receptions, um, but now, you know, they're bringing in Deshaun Jackson, uh, Dallas Goddard. People are projecting him to be more involved in the offense. Um, you know, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar are still there. They also have uh, the rookie, Arcega Whiteside, who's probably going to be used somewhat in the passing game. Um, and if Miles Sanders can ever est- really establish himself in this backfield, I think he's a, a capable pass catcher there as well. Um, you know, so... I, I just think that we can't expect that many receptions. And I think Dallas Goddard might be a better red zone weapon as well. So if he gets more involved in, in that area of the field, then there's going to be less opportunity for uh, a player like Ertz. Um, another bust I have is, is Alshon Jeffrey. I just, he, he seems to have a hard time staying healthy. He's almost 30 now. Again, they've got more weapons. Um, so, I mean, he, I just, he's going to have a hard time, I think, um, seeing consistent volume in this offense. I, I think this offense should be pretty prolific, but I think they're going to have to spread it around. Um, 
so I, I'm just a little bit leery with, um, again, with where a guy like Alshon Jeffrey goes right now, he's going for around $17 as an average auction value, which we have is, is quite overpriced. Um, when he's costing you more than guys like Tyler Boyd and Calvin Ridley, uh, I think that you're probably safer almost as much as Tyler Lockett. I think those three players are guys that you would much rather have than a player like Alshon Jeffrey. Um, to me, the most intriguing player on this offense is Miles Sanders. I think he's the, the most talented running back that they have. Uh, a, a lot of people are, are get scared with the Philadelphia backfield because Doug Peterson does seem to like to run some type of committee approach, but I could see Sanders being, you know, by mid season flashing enough that they can't keep him off the field. And I don't see Jordan Howard as much of a threat. Uh, he's pretty one dimensional. Um, to me, Miles Sanders can do everything uh, that you want out of a running back. So they should want to keep, get him on the field as much as possible. And if he can flash and make some big plays early in the season, I, I could see by, you know, week six, week seven, him being used uh, a lot in this offense. And if it's going to be as prolific as we think it's going to be, he should get a lot of scoring opportunities um, and chances to pile up some some pretty decent yardage uh, in a weekly fashion if he's getting the snap share. Last and but not least, I guess in this division is the Washington Redskins. Um, there's, oh, I'll be honest, this is kind of a, a, a gross team to look at and try and peg consistent fantasy production. Uh, Darius Geis has already had reports of injury, plus he's still coming back from from his knee last year. Um, I think Adrian Peterson is going to be used to take a lot of touches from Geis. Um, you know, Geis is RB29 right now in Fantasy Pros, but I think in a lot of drafts, you see him going for a lot higher than uh, where that ranking actually has him. People think they're paying for a lot of upside, and they, and they could be. I just think that coming off an injury with still having, you know, Adrian Peterson back there, uh, you're, you're overspending for a lot of risk. Uh, you know, QB is a work in progress with this offense. We don't know who's going to be the starter. Will it be Haskins come midseason? Um, so we don't actually even know how um, efficient this offense can be with what looks to be pretty sketchy quarterback play. Uh, you know, Jordan Reed, to me, he's maybe one player you target because he should be fairly cheap. Um, but he's the only player on this offense that had more than 50 receptions last year. Uh, we know his injury history. When he's on the field, he should be uh, able to put up decent fantasy numbers. But the question is, obviously, can he stay on the field long enough to do that? But at $2 or something like that in your draft and just to start one tight end league, to me, he's a decent, decent gamble. Uh, two players I like to maybe break out are Trey Quinn and Chris Thompson. Um, neither of them did much of anything in 2018. Um, but should, you know, this offense need to play catch up a lot, uh, they, sh- th- these two could find themselves, uh, used quite a bit in the passing game, hopefully. Uh, and both should come at very, very cheap prices. So, um, if, like I said, if this team sees a lot of negative game scripts, they could be used, uh, 
quite a bit, I think, in the passing game. So I think there's a lot of upside there with both of those guys coming at very cheap prices. If you can get them for a dollar, great. Uh, great end of bench stashes and see how the start of the season plays out. So this concludes the NFC East division breakdown. If you have any further questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Fantasy Auction or myself personally at Slim for MVP. I'd just like to thank you again for subscribing to us uh, and good luck in your upcoming drafts.